Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. I am Ben Kissel. That's Marcus Parks. Hey. Uh, all right, so we had a small mishap, an act of God. An act of God. We interviewed this guy, Dr. Robert Fitrakis, and uh, and something went wrong with the programming. Maybe it was the government <laughs> trying to mess with our unique podcast situation. He's a bit of a conspiracy theorist. He's a political science professor, and he had a lot to say about voter fraud, voting machines, and overall um, negative activity happening from corporations all around around the world, including uh, right here in the United States. Well, conspiracy theorist in the way that, not necessarily like a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist, but a conspiracy theorist in that conspiracies actually exist. Yeah, he's not a he's not a last podcast on the left conspiracy no, theorist. He's not screaming about the moon or anything like that. We don't know what he does at <laughs> night. Either way, so that episode got a little bit messed up, but I reached out to him again and we will be interviewing him in the future, so you will not miss out on that amazing content. Let's see what else is happening in the news. I have to address this because okay. my inbox it, it's going crazy. Yeah. You would have thought I was the most popular boy at the ball. <laughs> Fox News, it's in a bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Roger Ailes has been ousted as CEO and chairman of Fox News. We got Bill Shine taking over and somebody else. Uh, Andrea Tantero, she's a former talking head, uh, screaming legs talking head uh, <laughs> on Fox News. She came out with some allegations talking about how Fox News is uh, its a playboy club. Everyone's drinking and boozing. It's like, um, it's like uh, you know, Mad Men if Mad Men also had Red Bull vodka, which I don't <laughs> think was invented by the, when, when Mad Men uh, uh, took place. No, just crank. So just crank. Yeah, masses, <laughs> massive amounts of crank and bathtub gin, which, by the way, sounds like the most fun bath to take. Yeah, it does. Mummy, is the t- gin in the bathtub? May I bathe? Uh, so I just have to say, my I can only speak for myself. I don't know what the elites are doing or what the people who host television shows on the network, what their uh, situation is like. I'm just a lonely panelist, and I just write for a show. It's an office. It is. <laughs> It's a boring office. We don't even have a water cooler, so there's no conversation. Everyone is making microwave 
Everyone is making microwave dinners on a daily basis around oh. 3 p.m. It just smells like bad uh, Salisbury steak. Oh, it's got and that burnt plastic smell. It's got the burnt plastic oh. smell. I mean, it's, there's no frills. Everyone uses the same bathrooms. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. In my, in, I wish I could reply to all of you being like, yeah, I ju- I'm just taking off my nipple tassels after work right now. It was a crazy day. I had to jump out of a cake for the queen. <laughs> But it really isn't like that. That's my experience. Yeah. So feel free to not message me anymore <laughs> regarding what happens at Fox News. It's just a it, it is a company trying to create content. It's an entertainment entity trying to create content on a daily basis. That's all that I know. I don't know what the higher ups are doing. Maybe the second floor. It's madness and Ooh. pure uh, and joy and mayhem. I don't know. There's a second floor. That's the floor you don't want to get called to. <laughs> and that's why I'm I'm desperately hoping that I don't get. Called call to it anytime soon. But, but you're on the same floor as like O'Reilly. Like if Ann Coulter's come into Fox News, you might see her in the hallway. Oh, I see them all. You see them all? I see them all. That's yeah. right. You've met Herman Cain a couple of times. Oh, yeah, many times. Steve Forbes constantly. I mean, you just see him every single day now, so it yeah. doesn't even doesn't even phase me. Oh, yeah. I say, Steve Forbes, give me some money. <laughs> give me the money. Money. Give me money. And he has not yet done it. Has not yet given you money. But he will. I just got to butter him up a little bit. I think I'm going to start wearing a wig like Bugs Bunny did oh. uh, to entice what was it Elmer Fudd or whoever the <laughs> hell was always hunting his ass and uh, maybe I can uh, you know convince him that I'm just a beautiful Andrea Tanteros Ooh. turns out I didn't quit <laughs> for Steve Forbes anyway so that's my little tidbit on Fox News that's all that I have to tell you there's nothing I wish I had stories I really do yeah I wish I had stories of doing cocaine and the whole I wish it was like the Wolf of Wall Street uh, that of course Henry Zabrowski got to participate in uh in, yeah. the, in the filming. No, if you if there would have been not. anything salacious going on at Fox News, trust me, I would have heard about it. You would have told me. Oh, my God. I would have been going crazy you, telling you. <laughs> and also, all the stories would be like, and they were doing drugs off the table, and um, uh, John Stossel was there smoking crystal meth, and there was this huge, giant, weird, six-foot-seven redhead in the corner <laughs> just talking about how he has to lose weight. It was a strange <laughs> Fox News party. Nothing happens, so that's all I have to say about it. Uh, Let's see. So things are going wild and crazy, as always, uh, in the election cycle. If you're depressed, you know what? Stay depressed. It's not going to get any better. (laughs) The whole damn thing's falling apart. Don't Don't be depressed. Because do what I did, get an exercise bike. Yeah, you got an exercise bike? I went online yesterday. This isn't really political, but, uh, you know, everything is politics. (laughs) Politics of the physical. And I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight because we're getting a lot of exposure here with the adultswim.com thing. And I'm I'm, I'm doing, uh, I'm constantly on on Fox News doing panel work and people are commenting. I mean, they're not, but I know they're thinking it (laughs) and they're subtweeting it. There's subtweets in there. Oh, they be like, great job. And be like, what are you saying? I think they're saying they really like you. Subtweet. <laughs> I think I know what they're saying, Marcus. And it's something about my fupa. Oh, your fupa? Fat upper. Yeah. You, you don't have a pussy. No, I have a. I have another one. <laughs> I've got the different oh, word. Fat upper penis area. Area. <laughs> That's it. So I got an exercise bike from Walmart yesterday. Um, I ordered it online because I've been so stressed. You know, the election's a very stressful thing. Yeah. And uh, they said, they said, uh, when do you want it shipped? And I said, as slow as possible. <laughs> you know, no need to rush it. Yeah. So they said we can give you sixty extra, sixty bucks extra if you want to get it to you by Friday. If you want it to be given to you, getting to got to you by Friday. And I said. 
hold off a month. How much do I have to wait? I'll give you a hundred bucks if you don't deliver it till January. That would be great. So I'm going to start using that. But then I, I failed to realize, Marcus, there are weight limits on these things. Uh, I thought that it's an exercise bike. They know they're selling it to fatties. Yeah. That's the whole damn point. It's a 220-pound weight limit. Uh, you're not that far above 220. I'm 270. Uh, that's I'm going to shatter that damn bike. <laughs> the whole thing is going to fall apart. I'm going to feel fatter than ever. And then I'm going to be more depressed. And you know what I'm going to do? Ben and Jerry's, and I'm not even going to oh. get fish food. Oh. I'm going to get the real ice cream. I'm not even going to get the Frogurt. What? No, fish food's great. Fish food is great. Yeah, it's okay. It's t- slightly low fat. Uh. Once I shatter the bike, I'm going full fat. Get rid of this low fat. That's the craziest thing that happens at Fox News, by the way. <laughs> Everyone's got their, their Ben and Jerry's in the freezer. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about Hillary Clinton for a little while. She is, uh, she's in some hot water once again. They're releasing 15,000 more emails, yeah. which is a lot of emails. The, initially, the dump was 30,000, and then now they're releasing 15 more thousand. And she's like, oh, we already released 30,000. What's another 15,000? It's 50% of the 30,000. It's a pretty big number. Yeah. And uh, so we're finding out a few things. Obviously, the pay, per, the pay for play from the Clinton Foundation, they got billions and billions of dollars from these, uh, from these um, foreign nations. Most of these foreign nations have horrible human rights records, but they didn't seem to mind taking the cash from them. And a lot of people say, you know, it's the um, they're guaranteed to get what they want from the Clintons once she's in office, from Hillary once she's in office, because they gave her all of this money. And which is a, it's a fairly proper assumption. Yeah. I um, mean, when they say give her the money, though, like that's the thing about like the, well, the Clinton Foundation. When they say like give her the money, the money's not being laundered into like the Clintons' back pockets. No, she's not strapping it to her uh, to her stomach like a drug mule. <laughs> You know, yeah, it's going through the po- the yeah. powers that be and going to the foundation. I mean, that's I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, dare I say it on the Clinton Foundation here? Qui bono? Is it qui bono? Qui bono? Who oh, who, who bonos? God. Who bonos with the Clinton Foundation? Because everyone's right. talking about the Clinton Foundation, like all these other people are are giving money to the Clinton Foundation uh, for favors, but. Where does it, once the money gets to the Clinton Foundation, where does it go? Like, does it actually go towards uh, real charities, as James Carville's been screaming about over it the last couple of It doesn't go to days? real charities. Or these, where, where, where does it go, essentially, is these, what I want to know. These charities are all a bunch of lies. They're just people getting rich. It's, it's like 5% of what these charities actually take in go to the people that they promise uh, that, they're, that they're serving. It's all nonsense. It's just a huge money laundering scheme. At the end of the day, it's, some charities are legit. Very few yeah. charities are legit. And even the charities that are legit, they don't even do it properly. For example, all the rice that they're giving to a lot of these third world nations, they lower the economics so uh, the, the competition has ceased to exist because yeah. why would a farmer create rice? Because they would have to charge, a, a, you know, you would have to pay for it as opposed to just getting it for free from UNICEF or something. Yeah. So it destroys the whole economy of these places. And there's a great documentary on it on Netflix. I don't know. Google uh, I think it's called Poverty Inc. Yeah. It's it's really, uh, it, it's a great doc. So, um, yes, so we have the 15,000 new emails coming out about Hillary. And one of my favorite little scoops, because we're finding little scoops here, yeah. <laughs> um, is that she refuses to fly commercial. 
and I actually agree with her on this. Yeah. <clears throat> Commercial flying is the worst thing I have ever experienced in my entire life. Marcus and I have been traveling all around the globe. Mm-hmm. If you think about America as the only <laughs> as the only thing that exists on Earth. We're about to travel halfway around the globe here in about a month. That's a lot around. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bunch around. We we've flown Delta. Mm-hmm. And U.S. Airways, yeah. and of course JetBlue, which is the best. JetBlue's the best. We yeah. haven't yet gotten on Virgin. Yeah, but that's okay. Uh, it is the worst experience of our lives, other than the fact that I make it Party Row. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't for Party Row, U.S. Airways is the worst thing that's ever happened to us, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, U.S. Airways is pretty terrible. I mean, we had what was it, two hours in that uh, in, in the uh, terminal, mm-hmm. and we, I mean, we couldn't even we couldn't even speak to anybody because you have to talk through an iPad. Like you, you, you have some robot interpreter that you have to get to the human. It's it's an insane <laughs> roadblock between getting a beer and uh, I mean and, and just you know getting some nuts. I love a good peanut. How often do you think about this? Like a day, every day, <laughs> uh, three times a day. I hate it so much. I hate the. We are in dumb future, Marcus. That was months ago. It seems so fresh in your mind. I will be on my deathbed. I could be 85 years old, and I'd be like, oh, my God, U.S. Airways Terminal, JFK Airport was the worst day of my life. And then they'll be like, what about when your wife died? I'd be like, who? Who died? Susan died. The worst day of my life, U.S. Airways. It was awful. So, I mean, I understand. Hillary not wanting to fly commercial, but this is one of those things that make her look terrible because she gets picked up by the U.S. military. This is in a recent article in a wonderful publication in the New York Post. Oh, yeah. They're fair and balanced. Fair and balanced. <laughs> Both of those things. And this paper isn't going anywhere because print is up. <laughs> People can't get enough print. And they just tell a story here in the New York Post about how uh, Hillary didn't want to fly commercial, so they ended up taking a C-21 plane, which is a military plane, and they got Dropped right off in in white planes, and uh, and you're really supposed to only use military planes if you're the president mm-hmm. or the vice president. And so a lot of people point uh, again to Hillary Clinton and her hypocrisy. Uh, you know, obviously talking about how she's for the poor, she's for the working man, working woman. And uh, in reality, she gets carted around by uh, the U.S. military just to do random grocery shopping. <laughs> and I think that that so it's a little bit larger than just she doesn't want to fly commercial. It it plays into the larger narrative that she's an elitist who hasn't actually worked in the private sector in 30, 40 years. She has no actual connection with the real with a real American or with what real Americans struggle with on a daily basis, right? This is what the this is really what this is playing into, right? Yeah, it's what this is playing into, but I really don't see how they can put up Trump as an alternative to that. How they can what? put a billionaire, you know, a guy from uh, Manhattan, like a guy from New York City, yeah, uh, that has never done a hard day's work and is like, can you imagine how mm. soft Donald Trump's hands are every night? <laughs> Not only can I imagine, like that man hasn't formed a callus in a single day in his life. Did you oh see that picture that uh, of him unloading the Play-Doh down in Louisiana? You know how but he hey. just he just looked at the look on his face was this is beneath me. You know what though man, he was in Louisiana and we can talk about that a little bit. I would actually like to talk about that. The Louisiana really the Louisiana flooding, some say it was worse than Katrina. As a matter of fact, there was somebody who put on the Ablingans Facebook uh, page, Marcus, if you want to look at it, somebody wrote a long thing about it. Uh, maybe there's a snippet in there. Barack Obama was on vacation this entire time. And and the, 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 the governor of, of Louisiana said, Barack, don't bother coming. Obviously, you can't deal with the uh, security that would go on with that, and that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it would. Uh, I mean, he it, played it, his third, 300th game of golf during this time while people were, you know, drowning in Louisiana. 
And it just really does play to the, in my opinion, this shows media hypocrisy. When W. Bush flew over Katrina, and people blamed Katrina on W. Bush, which really, what's he supposed to do? He can't even get funding for No Child Left Behind, and he's supposed to stop the weather? I mean, it's not possible. He took the photo op of him uh, in, the air, in, uh, in Air Force One, obviously, it's very iconic, and he took it. And he sent it out to the media. That was the Bush campaign that did that, mm-hmm. theoretically, to show, hey, I'm concerned. Uh, at least I'm looking at yeah. uh, at the destruction. And, and of course, then the follow-up with FEMA, which was a total and utter disaster. But FEMA was put in place under the Clintons. I mean, it wasn't necessarily, you know, W's fault that FEMA failed. I mean, it was W's fault that he uh, installed, a, what was it, a horse breeder as the head of FEMA, Michael Brown, doing hey, a man. heck of a job, Brownie. That was his fault a thousand percent. Don't shake his hand for too long. You'll probably end up, you know, inseminating. With something, <laughs> sure, he didn't put the right people in in, uh, in control yeah. whatsoever. And I mean, FEMA it was a sweetheart was, job. It was a nightmare situation. Yeah, FEMA was just sort of sitting there as a uh, symbolic organization that never really thought they were going to be called on. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's almost like uh, it's like um, Doc Ellis. You know, the the pitcher for the uh, for the, for what was it for Pittsburgh who was just tripping his ass off on acid, and then he's like, he got a phone call. He's like, you're supposed to pitch today. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> But unlike throwing a perfect game, FEMA, uh, you know, they did not do, they didn't do nearly as well. Swing and a miss, big miss. Yes, it was a big miss. But but on W's fault, to W's credit, at the very least, you know, he gave uh, impassioned speeches. He was there. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton didn't show up. Why wasn't Hillary there? The the security the security concerns. I understand, but. You know, Trump showed up and Barack Obama, he didn't even give a statement. Yeah. I mean, where was he? During some of the worst tragedy, tragedies that we've had over the past eight years, Barack has been like a radio silent. And I just don't understand. He can give grand speeches, but he can't. If he would just a W was very good at giving emotional speeches on a local level on just for for, um, you know, not that Katrina was small by any measure, but it wasn't as large as the Iraq war uh, or 9-11. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't tell the people there that. But it was it was a huge uh a nightmare, obviously, but it was still sort of a local situation, and those are and even nine eleven. You know, when 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 W was on the the pile of bodies, right? Which well, is so disgusting to think. That's where he was really able to emote uh, and uh, and connect with the people. Barack just he failed miserably, and everyone just said it was fine because the governor didn't want him to show up. I mean, make a YouTube video. <laughs> I mean, I do. I definitely get that. Uh, that he probably should have said something more. But say as, anything. As far as him going down there, yeah, it probably would have been idea a bad idea for him to sure. actually go down because totally. that would have. Uh, I mean, and people were even saying like it was a bad idea for Trump to go down there uh, because of security concerns. Because when these people go there, the S- Secret Service has to check shit out. They have to. Yeah. Bl- they have to form blockades. They have mm. to clear out wide swaths of highway and that type of shit. Keep. Uh, emergency responders from saving people from getting people water from getting people shit they actually need and yeah the toys yes it is it's a good gesture I see what he's doing there bringing toys to bored kids but that's something you do about a week and a half in, two weeks in. It you was don't about do a that. week in. I mean, I mean, this has been going on for a little while it now. It has been going on for a little while, but there's definitely better things to bring. Uh, and it Than was toys? A, I mean, <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I mean, it was a brazen photo op. You could tell. Well, you're damned it, if you do, you're damned if yeah. you don't. You know, but I mean, I actually thought that was a winner. In my opinion, that was a winner for Trump, and I don't have to, I don't, I mean, I don't say that too often. Yeah, I mean, it was a winner for Trump, but I fucking hated it. I mean, it was, you, yeah. you could see through it pretty easily, but yeah, I guess he did look okay. He was doing the it. only one that was there. How hard is it? Where was Hillary? She didn't even comment. She's an old woman. 
She is very old. <laughs> I mean, that's a, one thing about they're both, they're both elderly. Yeah, they're both elderly people. Yes, and she does have. I forget the name of the disease that she has. It's not the. It's not a huge deal, but I thought that that was. Uh, anyway, so that whole Louisiana thing. I mean, it was a total nightmare, and it's been happening for the, the infrastructure in that entire uh, in that entire state is completely in shambles, and the corruption is through the roof. It's mm-hmm. one of those. It, it's another one where it, uh, the inner cities are run uh, by by Democrats, and the and the outer boroughs are run by Republicans. There is no actual communication between uh, between the people who are in power. And everyone is just, um, you know, you get the feeling the people in the suburbs, which actually were affected a little bit more in this recent uh, in this in this recent flooding. They were definitely slapped in the face with the realities of Katrina. Yeah, they were because they were told that they didn't need flood insurance there. Like most of the people there were told, no, you know what? You're good from floods. You never have to worry about it. So very few people actually had flood insurance. I mean, this is uh, Louisiana. Right now, the floodings is a natural disaster on a scale that we can't even imagine. It's a nightmare. And Barack Obama is playing golf as his daughter smokes weed. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's my Limbaugh moment. I actually loved it. Was it Sasha? I believe it was Malia that was. was, Yeah, yeah. It was Malia that's having a little bit of a little bit of vape, a little bit of vape pen. Good for Uh, her. But on the other hand, you know, it's like with even with uh, the golf thing. He's like, I don't know. What the fuck is he supposed to do? Like, just hang out in his house? I'm not even saying that he's not supposed to do anything other than play a bunch of golf and kill a bunch of people with drones. (laughs) But the media just didn't even cover it at all. Yeah. You know, there were just, I mean, I know he's a sitting duck. I know it's not the hottest issue anymore. Everyone's just kind of waiting for him to be gone, and he's waiting to be gone. But, you know, come on. You're still the president. You're the president until the day that you're not. And uh, I thought that that was really disrespectful, and it plays into a lot of the hypocrisy you know, on the on the, the left, when they talk about you know courting the black vote, and uh, and really when when push comes to shove and when tragedies actually occur, where the hell are they? Where does all the money go that they that they invested into these places? You know, it, who's who's holding all of it? Anyway, so I thought that was actually kind of a winner for Donald Trump. Speaking of losers for Donald Trump, and speaking <laughs> of the black vote, uh, he is in a uh, a bit of a pickle. <laughs> He's in a bit of a pickle. Ooh. Roughly ninety-one percent are voting for Hillary. I'm not entirely sure why, other than the, uh, other than the machine politics of the left. And uh, so you think, oh, maybe Trump's got nine percent, but somewhere along the way, maybe it's uh, maybe it's Jill Stein, maybe it's Gary Johnson. Uh, they're plucking away eight percent. So Bar- uh, so Donald Trump is sitting at a sweet one percent of the black vote. So that's that is that's like eighteen people. <laughs> so there's a lot of them out there, and I think every single one of them are on Fox News. Oh, yeah. They're, they, I mean, they all get trotted out. They have to. They absolutely get trotted out at Trump yeah. rallies, at Trump, at YouTube video. You know, they have, like, YouTube videos. They have articles on, like, Breitbart. Like, look at all these, you know, people not white that like yes. Trump. Like, look at them. Well, it is interesting because Barack has never, or um, Trump has never really gone after, um, well, when it comes to uh, race, Donald Trump does not have a lot of nuance. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to speak to different races. He doesn't understand how um, you are racist until proven uh, not racist. If you're white, you're considered racist until you've shown otherwise, I believe. Specifically, if you're a wealthy white Manhattanite who is in construction. I think a white old guy is a lot of times you're you know racist until proven And you otherwise. too, buddy. Well, you too, Marcus. Nah, I don't think so. I think that's the case. That's the white That's the white plight. Nah. Everyone thinks that we're racist until we're proven not racist. I think think whatever they want. <laughs> I know mind. Kevin Barnett. So, <laughs> hey, he, you look at me over it. I would say it's, I think, uh, white Republicans are yes. racist until proven not racist. Or oh. they're, they're assumed to be racist until proven otherwise. Okay, sure. Yeah. Let's say that. Um, 
but when it comes to uh, and and it started with the Obama birther movement, yeah. which was really one of the Trump's uh, major. He had a uh, he had a, a uh, what do you call that, Marcus? You got something in your craw. You got it stuck in his craw. He had it stuck up in his craw. <laughs> The Trump birther thing, of course, from 2007, which I believe was started by the Clinton campaign when uh, when uh, Bill was out there in South Carolina and he just asked a couple of questions like, where was he born? You know, Mm -hmm. that's how they kind of do it. And then uh, that's what I believe happened. Some don't uh, think that's where it originated. I believe that's where it originated. Trump ran with it and he never let it go. I mean, uh, and it was it was a moot point. No one even cared. The man was he was elected twice to the presidency of the United States. No one was kicking him out for being Kenyan. Oh, no. But I mean, you still had Orly Tates around. Orly Tates is one of the greatest names of all time. (laughs) And if he ran a fast food company, uh, she she Orly is a girl. Yeah, You don't remember Orly Tates? I forget Orly. (laughs) Orly Tates. It sounds like. Yeah, it sounds like a fast food restaurant to or a porn star. Yeah. Or Orly Tates and Trump, they were uh, they were best buds, man. They hung out together all the time. She was one of the main birther people. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, turns out Barack Obama was born, so they're true. That's true. <laughs> um, so people rem- remember that. They remember the whole birther thing, and he hasn't, uh, you know, particularly gone out of his way to insult black people in this in this election. But what he has done <laughs> is, uh, is is insult everybody else of yeah. of, uh, of color. Yeah. You know, and I think. Um, at the end of the day, black people as a as a community, and rightfully so, are extremely sensitive to the dog whistle. Yeah. They hear it because they they know when the dog whistle is being blown because they see the ramifications of it in their communities on a on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly uh, basis. So I think that's really one of the main turnoffs. It's not as if um, Donald Trump is uh, is actively going out there and saying the N-word and, and saying negative uh, you know things about black yeah, people. Abs- In reality, he's trying... I mean, his big re- message now is like, what do you have to lose? <laughs> and he's right. I mean, if you look at Hillary Clinton, you know, the largest prison in population uh, increase of all time in this nation's history was under Bill Clinton. I mean, the, the super predator, the, the signing of the 1033 program, which led to the militarization of the police. I mean, you can look at her record and it's atrocious towards black people, but he cannot get that message across because he just doesn't have the political nuance to do it and then even if he doesn't necessarily make fun of black people you know dissing on mexicans hating all over everyone who is not a uh, a white um, um middle class to lower middle class white person that's really what they're upset about i mean you don't remember i mean he tried he what? tried real hard remember oh there's my african-american yeah but that was a night he said african-american <laughs> <laughs> he tried. He tried. That's the best. But that's that really does show. Like that's the best that he can do. Like he just doesn't know how to win over people. Well, he's sticking to the message. He's been sticking to the. Uh, he's been sticking to his script. Now he's finally reading off a teleprompter. Has yeah. been for about ten days or so now, and he's not going off in his really bizarre Segway rants. <laughs> you say that's uh, well. You say it like he's ten days sober. He is ten <laughs> days sober. It, it, it is like yeah, that. Ten days on the teleprompter. Ten days on the teleprompter. We don't know when he's gonna fall off the teleprompter but right now we're just really encouraging him yeah <laughs> and it's uh, it's important uh but yeah i mean you know there, there are really there are extremely um real reasons to hate hillary clinton if you're black or if you want to uh, if you want to paint her as against um you know impoverished groups i mean mm-hmm. all the evidence is there all you have to do is choose from a buffet of uh, of items and he just can't uh, seem to do it the best i think he could do is convince people to just not vote 
I think that's the best he can do. Is uh, and, yeah. and I don't know. I mean, some some uh, elections, you know, and not voting at all is definitely a vote for one side or the other. And it could be in this election that not voting at all is a vote for Trump. It could be. It could be. Because people are going to be, you're going to have a lot of new voters coming out. I think and, we're going to have high voter turnout. I really do. Because yeah. you have uh, Jill Stein and uh, and her VP Bacara, who, by the way, got into a lot of trouble for cons- constantly calling Barack Obama and Uncle Tom. Yeah, he's doubling down on um, that. Tripling down. He's just, he goes, <laughs> he's going Uncle Tom crazy. I mean, my God, it's like Huck Finn over here. I mean, it's insane <laughs> what's happening with this guy. I think, but they're going to try to court, uh, you know, some, I think the people who support Jill Stein really do supporter and I think they'll get people out to the polls and again I think Gary Johnson will get a lot of people out to the polls as well so I actually think voter turnout is going to be fairly high in this election I believe it yeah, we'll see. Maybe even upwards of thirty <laughs> percent. No, I mean I, I, honestly, I'm going to say like maybe sixty percent, which would be wow. great for this country. I mean, yeah, man, we haven't. When was the last time we even hit fifty percent? It's not. It's usually hovers around there. Really? I mean, yeah, I mean, usually. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, so I think people are motivated to vote. Um, I don't know if they're extremely thrilled. I think some people will obviously be voting against as opposed to for somebody. But anyway, so Donald Trump. Has done a has not created the coalition that he needed to uh, to create in order to compete in some of these very competitive uh, swing states like North Carolina and uh, now Georgia is in play. He really needed to get some of the uh, the, the uh, minority vote and he just hasn't been able to do it whatsoever. I have to give him some credit though when it comes to LGBTQ. Yeah. He has moved the Republican pl- uh, platform far more to the left on the, on those issues than they were in 2012. Oh yeah. I mean, way far. And so Cher came out recently. You remember the musician? Oh, yeah. Love Cher. She's amazing, and she was showing her butt cheeks. Do you believe in love after love? Her? Yes, that's her. (laughs) Now that you sing it, I know who it is. And she she has a lot of techno beats. I mean, she's ingrained in my head. Yeah, she is. Every time I go to a gay bar with my brothers, it's just, it's a lot of Cher. But then they do the, uh, they they do the remix. (laughs) So it sounds like a computer kind of queefing. (laughs) It's a weird sound. But it's Cher, yes. So she came out and she was talking about how her people, which I guess apparently gays are are her people. I didn't know they voted for her. (laughs) I have no idea. I thought maybe Elton John or or maybe they don't even have a person. No, Cher's up there. She's up there? She's up there. I mean, I'm not going to say that every gay man likes Cher, but she's up there. Sonny Bono kind of looked like Gary Ridgway. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's ridiculous, but maybe she's up there. I guess she's up there. Uh, so she's like, she doesn't believe Donald Trump, and nor nor do her people does, don't believe that Donald Trump will do anything for LGBTQ. Um, but I actually don't think that's true. I mean, you look at uh, you look at uh, Caitlyn Jenner. You know, she was she was she made a bold statement by using the women's room of Trump Towers. She was mm-hmm. at the convention, which I said that she would be on television. Uh, you know, no uh, one. Else- she's a trotter. She what? What's they're that? trotting her out. She's not. No, they're not trotting her out. She's an Olympian. <laughs> Leave her alone. They're trotting her out. They're not trotting her out. You can you can like Donald Trump and be transgender. I don't think that he has any. Um, he has he's done nothing to uh, to disprove the the idea that he's gonna yeah, uh, be he, be uh, mean spirited or, or somehow yeah, he's done conservative nothing, to the uh, gay community. I just don't see it. Yeah, he's done nothing except pick Mike Pence as his fucking running mate. Mike Pence is a nightmare, but yeah. no one knows who Mike Pence is. Yeah, but Mike Pence, I mean, he picked as his vice president. Yeah, because I mean, if, say Donald Trump gets into office, he dies. We have a president that is a gay conversion therapy proponent. 
Like that is, yeah. I mean, he is, this guy has a terrible record he as does. far as LGBT. And that's why you can't believe Donald Trump with this bullshit because he's he just picked, trying to get elected. I yeah, mean, I know, but you just, you can't, you can't believe Donald Trump on this bullshit. If you pick Mike Pence, if you believe in LGBT well, rights in any way whatsoever, you can't have a guy like Pence on your ticket. Well, you know, Mike Pence and Hillary Clinton shared the exact same views as of uh, two years ago. Ah, so, I mean, maybe not gay conversion no, therapy. No. And, of course, gay conversion therapy is when they take straight kids and they make them listen to Cher to make them gay. <laughs> Everybody knows. That's that's what you're talking about, right? Oh, yeah. Is that how it works? Or yeah. am I, mean, I off on that? I mean, according to everybody uh, that uh, hates gay people, yep, that's what they do. They, they, oh, I know we shouldn't have let Bobby listen to Cher when he was a child. Now he's gay. <laughs> he's gay, Rebecca. That's totally how it works. Oh, my God. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but I'm going to say, I'm going to double down. That proves my point. He knew that he had a problem with the evangelical conservative Christian base when it came to uh, his love of the gays. And because of that, that's why he chose Mike Pence to, uh, you know, weigh that uh, to, to uh, you know, even out that side of the ticket. Yeah. You know, to even out that that side of the issue but with the already, ticket. He already had those people, though. I mean, he already had the people on the har- on the far right. Yeah, but you never know. I mean, they're they're constantly trying to trot out other people. I mean, for example, Evan McMullen. Is it McMullen or McMullen? McMullen McManaman? No, I think it's McMullen. Yeah. Evan, whatever. He's from Utah. He's a Mormon. Yeah, Evan McMullen. And, uh, you know, so they are trotting out more socially conservative people to try to, you know, fight against Trump. And, of course, this whole strategy for uh, for Utah is to just make sure that, uh, you know, Trump doesn't get to 270. And uh, and perhaps Hillary isn't get to 270 either and then the congress will decide which would be absolutely insane it'd be a nightmare uh, they might just make paul ryan the president which wouldn't be the worst thing on the face of the planet although he's strange looking and <laughs> I, I like a fatter president birdman birdman yeah, yeah he's a birdman yes yeah, and some that, of his issues aren't that great at this point it's like paul ryan for president fucking sure anybody else <laughs> oh, wh- whatever i would Fine. take elizabeth warren well i would take bernie and yeah. then uh yeah paul ryan i would anybody else like literally Maybe even, uh, I might even take, uh, oh, what was that one, uh, uh, Gilmore. Gilmore? Yeah, Jim Gilmore. Jim Gilmore, uh, yeah, Mar- Martin O'Malley. Martin O'Malley, he was He'd great. Cool. Although there's something about Martin O'Malley. He plays the acoustic guitar, <laughs> and, and it reminds me too much of that movie Bob Roberts. Yeah? Remember the movie Bob Roberts? I remember, it was, yeah. It was uh, Jack Black's first major motion picture. And uh, it was a great film, mm-hmm. but Bob Roberts was a raging sociopath, and he would sing uh, the acoustic guitar, and everybody loved him because he was just a great folk hero to them, and all he would sing about was, like, hanging uh, black people and stuff. <laughs> Bad songs. <laughs> yeah. What, no, let's but go Martin back. O'Malley doesn't sing those songs. Let's I'm go back, saying that. Let's go back in time. Let's, let's bring Wesley Clark out of retirement. Let's bring Howard Dean back. Oh, my God. The Dean scream. Yeah, man. General Stockdale. He would do good as well. <laughs> Gridlock. <laughs> Gridlock. Why am I here? <laughs> Which was yeah. also, why am I here? Kind of Albert Fish's last words. Oh, isn't that yeah, something? Yeah. yeah. I don't even know why I'm here. Speaking of Albert Fish, I do believe that Mike Pence has the exact same dinner taste <laughs> as Albert Fish. Did you see when Pence went to the black barber shop? No. Oh, my God. It's very awkward. Yeah, of course it is. They're trying to court the black vote, so they send uh, Pence into the black barber shop, and the barber 
cuts his hair, but he doesn't cut his hair. I, it was like when a when a kid is like, come and have tea, and then you look down, and there's no <laughs> there's no damn tea, and like, oh, this is a fake tea party. I get it now, kid. Yeah. You're trying to bamboozle me. Yeah, lie to me about the tea. The guy was like, he sat down for his haircut, but I didn't see any cut be any hair being cut. Yeah, so he just sat there. They put the bib on him, and then they just sort of they talked. Out. Yeah, they kind of talked really awkwardly, and there was like thirty cameramen in there, and the barber was just like bombarded with random Republicans jammed into his barber shop, uh. and at the end. Uh, Pence says that he was, you know, he's he, the guy had no idea who he was. Mm-hmm. And at the end, Pence is like, I'm the VP. I'm running with Donald Trump. And you get the feeling Pence did not tell him previously because the barber did have scissors like right next to his <laughs> neck. And so Pence was like, I'm going to hold it close to my chest that I'm a raging Republican uh, in one of the more racist states in the nation, which is, of course, Indiana. Yeah. So he told him afterwards and the barber was still like, I have no idea. Yeah. No idea who the hell you are. Can you just leave my barbershop now? You're 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 really mucking up the works. Yeah. Which is what he was doing. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, it's just nuts. Between these two candidates, between Hillary and Trump, people, uh, you know, they are looking for, uh, they're looking for the good and they're not finding any, but I guess they're finding more evil in Trump or some people are, I mean, I think there is a lot more evil in Hillary's record because Trump doesn't have one. Anyway. That's just that's just me. Yeah, at least she has a record. At least she has a terrible record. <laughs> Vote for Gary or do whatever you want to do. I don't even care. I got to meet Jill Stein. Yeah? Yeah, she was very nice. Is she short? No, she's not that short. Huh. And I, she was with her daughter. I believe it was her daughter or a staffer that looks just like her. Maybe she makes everybody dress just like her, like she's uh, <laughs> Mr. What, Dr. No from uh, from uh, Austin Powers. I don't know, but she was beautiful, her staffer. And Jill Stein is kind of hot, too. Yeah. I mean, you kind of messed up teeth. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what happened to her teeth. It's fine. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, she's good. So there's a lot of options out there. <laughs> Pretty exciting. Um, did you, did you hear this story about the EpiPen, Marcus? Yeah, yeah. I've been following this one. All right. So this this happened. There's this senator, Joe Manchin, and he's a Democrat out of Washington. And uh, no, he's a Democrat out of Virginia. Or West Virginia. Is that West Virginia? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, his daughter, Heather Bresch, she is the, uh, she's a farmer CEO, and she, is, uh, in, uh, she was making $2 million bucks a year in 2007, and now I believe she's making $18 million a year. So she needs it. She's exhausted a lot. <laughs> and they rose the price of this EpiPen. And the EpiPen is for what? It's for uh, allergies. It's like okay. when someone has a severe allergic reaction, uh, an EpiPen uh, saves their life. Uh, it is a literal life-saving machine. Like people who are extremely allergic to, to peanuts mm. uh, or bee stings, anything like that. Like if you uh, have a severe allergic reaction and you don't have an EpiPen on you, some people, they will die. Not okay. they could die, they will die. I always like those pens that you write and then the ink disappears. <laughs> That's kind of a fun Disappear way to... Disappear and reappear in ink. Oh, my God. From, uh, yeah, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> I love it. They rose the price of this much-needed uh, pharmaceutical um, to f- uh, uh, 400%, and it all goes up. Uh, the, the chain goes all the way up uh, to this senator. And, I mean, it is really... That's despicable stuff. Yeah, they bring it. They brought it up uh, 400% over since 2009, I think. Uh, and during that time, uh, CEO salaries rose uh, at exactly the same rate. I mean, mm. it's they looked at... I mean, it is people in a board meeting knowing exactly what their product is used for Right. And saying, you know what? Fuck them. 
who cares? Who cares if a kid dies? Mm-hmm. I don't care. I want more money. I want to buy a second house. I want to buy a boat. Fuck them. Uh, and this right here, I actually kind of did want to like talk to you about this one. Uh, this, to me, tells me why libertarianism won't work. Because this doesn't, this isn't a market. That this isn't something that can be sorted out by the free market. You right, know what right, I mean? right. Like if you have a company that just, they're the only one that makes this. There mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be any sorting out process here. Well, I mean, it, theoretically, the the reason this this is the only company that makes it is because they monopolied it, right? Yeah. So I mean, if it's a true libertarian, then there would be other companies that would be able to sprout up and create the exact same product. It's not as if this technology uh, is only able to, uh, you know, work in the epic pen you could figure out another company that could then undercut like what tom green did with undercutters pizza on the <laughs> on the tom green show one of the greatest sketches of all time that is a way back memory from that like 93 wow. you, you reached in deep i for went that. deep into the brain so theoretically with libertarian <laughs> politics you wouldn't have the government allowing this pharmaceutical company to be the only one or giving them the uh you know the only rights to the product it could be a free product or it would be uh you know the patents could be lifted or whatever it might be and then other there could be competition in the marketplace so there's there's no, no competition so there's no proprietary uh like property here it's like so i know, if, i think that there is because so the if, government gave it to them right well if they're the company that created this and have they say for example i mean i don't know how drugs work but the formula let's just say a bunch of them (laughs) just say that they're the only ones that have uh the formula and they're not giving it to anybody else how does that uh like how does libertarianism fix that I do not believe that they are the only company that has the formula for whatever this is. I mean, I mean there is, I mean, the fluidity between um, corporations and, and, and government and corporations and corporations. I mean, there is, the KFC can't even keep a secret recipe. Oh, they totally can. I mean, have you ever had Dr. Thunder? It's not like Dr. Pepper. It's close, but it doesn't quite do the trick. Well, you know what? If it's close, it might do the trick. <laughs> Maybe you have slightly one, you have they a just, there's, They just can't figure out those 23 flavors. It was a lot. If you can figure out 22, you'll probably still survive your allergy attack or your thirst will be quenched if you have a Dr. Thunder. Similar to how it would be quenched if you had a Dr. Pepper. I don't even know why all these things are doctors anyway. I want a gyno pepper. Whatever. Maybe a school teacher yeah. thunder. That would be good. They're always uh, doctors. But that's what I would uh, That's what I would believe the libertarian argument would be, would be that they would uh, allow the marketplace uh, to free it up, and then you could have a company that could come be like, the EpiPen is now 400% higher than what it was. Go with Dickie Doo. You know, and I don't know why. Maybe his name is Robert Dickey, and he's like, and he named his son Doo, and that's why it's- Go with d- the Dickey Doo. Go with the Dickey Doo. Oh, my and- God, he ate- Peanuts, get the dicky do. Get the dicky do, and the dicky do is like fifteen bucks compared to five hundred bucks. And next thing you know, dicky do is go, is doing great. Thank God, I had my dicky do. <laughs> now I just need that Doctor Thunder. Everything's gonna feel great. Uh, but no, this is a massive problem. Yeah, it's it, a huge problem. But These pharmaceutical the, companies should not be able to raise their prices like that. Yeah, I mean, but you know that's the thing though is that you know I'm saying you know how's libertarianism gonna help us out? But the government's not gonna do anything about this. Like, they're not going to put any sorts of, like, they're not going to put any the kind of restriction in, on... Uh, the government loves this. This is a yeah. senator's daughter who is, the, the senator's making bank. Yeah, the senator's making bank. I mean, the government's not going 
going to do anything about this either. Uh, no. And it's and that like 400% price raise, it, you know, it's for people without insurance uh, and people with insurance. And I think that's how they rationalize it. They rationalize yeah. it by saying uh, that, well, most people won't notice the price increase. Most sure, people, sure, sure. it'll only be a couple of bucks. It's just, you know, that, you know, small percentage that are going to die. It's just another bubble, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's just another inflated prices. Uh, and then at some point, it's all going to come crashing down. I mean, that's all that's going to happen. But they, they have a finite consumer base that is in 100% in need of it. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, yeah, they are, they really do exploit those people. Yeah. And, and those people are huge. I mean, those are, those are, those are, that's the greatest consumer group you can get. If you get 100% of a niche market, you are a billionaire. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do here with Cave Comedy Radio. <laughs> You know, that's what Last Podcast on the Left does. What is the, there is no other there is no other uh, product like Last Podcast on the Left. Yeah, you know, and there's no other product like Abelian's Top Hat. That's right, because Marcus and I. That's but it. it's politics, okay? Yeah. But politics are a larger market. True crime, horror, comedy. I don't think that really existed before Last Podcast on the Left. Specifically, not in podcast form. Not before us. Not before us. So we found a niche market, and we pretty much have we've we're reaching more and more and more and more and more people. And if we can get one hundred percent of that market, we'll be huge. We're going to be the epipens. <laughs> But we'll never charge yeah. you four hundred percent. We'll never increase four hundred. We're gonna raise our price from free four hundred percent. So it's gonna yeah. be zero times four hundred. So that's zero, but you <laughs> know it. <laughs> that's it. But you know, it's interesting. I believe these both of these guys are from Virginia. The other senator from Virginia, Mark Warner. He said in a quote, as the parent of a child with severe allergies, I am all too familiar with the life or death importance of these devices. And he is extremely pissed off with his colleague, this Joe Manchin. I mean, if you're a politician. His last name is Manchin? Is that M-A-N-Chin. C-H-I-N. So Ma- Manchin. <laughs> Joe Manchin. And he wants a bigger one. You know? <laughs> So I mean, if you're if you're in the Senate and you got to stare at this dickhead's face, I mean, it's got to make you livid. Yeah. You know, it's so obvious what happens with these people in power. They're just trying, you know, everyone is self-serving and everyone is in it for themselves. And at the end of the day, everyone is just trying to um, do do what's best for them. And it's really sad, but that just seems to be that all, that's the way that all animals seem to work. Yeah, I mean. Occasionally the, we'll have an Olympian help another Olympian over a finish line. Yeah. But the reason that it makes news is because for the most part, the Olympians are wishing death upon each other. <laughs> and rightfully so, you're competing. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's the, uh, the, the power of rationalization in human beings is immense. Like the way that we can mm. rationalize fucking other people over, the way that we can rationalize totally. the deaths of others. I mean, we do it every single day. Uh, everybody does it every single day. The, right. the entire human race rationalizes that. We rationalize things uh, that, you know, we have uh, an iPhone in our pocket. We rationalize that all of those human rights workers, uh, all of their human yeah. rights are being violated, but we can rationalize it by saying... Well, you know, I got Pornhub on Amtrak. <laughs> this is just fine. If they knew how much fun I was having, they'd be thrilled. <laughs> they'd be thrilled. I mean, we just yeah. we either just push it out of our heads or we rationalize it in some way or another. Absolutely. Just, just saying that, you know, if they didn't do it, then somebody else would be doing it. So I might as well just enjoy it. Yeah, totally. Um, we all do it every single day. None of us are, are you know, none of us are innocent of that. It's no. just on the level. You know, there are right. there are definitely levels to rationalization. We're all hypocrites. Of course. Every Every single one and that's it. the great irony of all this hashtag um, activism is that you're usually you're using a device that was made by the hands of a child. Yeah. 
and everything, whatever, whatever human rights grievance you have, as soon as you're on Twitter um, complaining about it, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't, I think that's a, that's a fine use of technology, it is. but realize that you are holding a, uh, a piece of technology that is aiding and abetting slavery, and, uh, and uh, it's definitely a product that has led to the death of hundreds of thousands of people who come from absolute nothing, and uh, who really the world has completely forgotten about, and they don't matter. Yeah, remember that the place where iPhones are made has suicide nets because oh. people work so much they work so hard uh that they actually have nets in all of the stairwells because so many people were jumping off of them and committing suicide mm. because they were losing their fucking minds well that reminds me of fox news actually that's <laughs> accurate not so much the Is playboy that- mansion part but the suicide nets <laughs> yeah that, that's what that's all about yeah um yes absolutely i was thinking uh, yeah i was just thinking about aliens for some reason i don't know why I don't know either. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I was thinking about this last. It's way off topic. Yeah, Jesus. Anyway, but yes, aliens. Uh-huh. Think about that. What if, if, they, <laughs> if, they, if they don't exist, what's the military doing? I'll think about it. Think about that. <laughs> All right. So that's this episode of Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. Go to the Abe Lincoln's Top Hat Facebook page. Let us know what you think. Um, I'm sure we didn't get to a lot of the things. I, I, I got to start reading the page more right before the show. I read the page every day. Um, I know the Louisiana flooding situation is a total nightmare. So if you're out there um, in that area, um, you know what I'm going to say? God bless you. Yeah. Oh, you're going to say God bless you? I'm going to say God bless you or Satan bless you or whatever entity you want to have blessing you. Maybe... I don't know, Ma- Mother Mary Mother- <laughs> or uh, Sting, the famous musician. Have him bless you. Yeah. I say, uh, or share. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say something that uh, one of my bosses, uh, this Queens guy, used to always tell me. Be good. Be safe. It's nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Huh? Be good. Be safe. A raise would have been nicer. Like, yeah, yeah, here's he, a raise. Yeah, he fired me because I was I was rounding up the workers. You were starting I, to unionize. I was starting to unionize at Midtown <laughs> Comics because oh, they treat their buddy. workers like fucking shit. They treat us. They do. They treated us like shit. Uh, they fired me very soon after that. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to unionize. I was trying to Midtown unionize. Comics. I was trying to unionize Midtown Comics. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they didn't like that. That's all. They heard rum. They heard rumblings. They heard oh, rumblings. My God. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Uh, were you going to pay them in, like, you know, first issues of Superman or something? Or God, if they could pay me in first issues of Superman. That would be a lot, like, right? Yeah, oh, that'd be quite a bit. Yeah. That, that'd be a lot of money. Unless it was, like, you know, like, reboots or something like that. Oh, who cares, then? Yeah, yeah, who cares? Yeah, good point. Um, all right, so uh, thank you guys so much for listening. That's Marcus Parks. Find him on Twitter at Marcus Parks, on the Instagram at Marcus Parks. I'm on Instagram at Ben Kissel one and on Twitter at Ben Kissel. Uh, message us, let us know what you think, and, um, yeah, I, I suppose that's it. That's it. All right, we'll talk to you soon. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. 
Remax is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated.